are worthy. Help us on this day, Lord God. Convict our hearts and our minds. Help us to understand what your word is and how we can utilize it in our lives so that we can share it with others, Lord God. Continue to help us and guide us and lead us as only you know how. In Jesus' name, we pray and give thanks. Amen. So God is working in our lives each and every day, each and every moment, whether we realize it or not. But the Lord Jesus is working. working in my life. So I'm grateful to the Lord. Grateful to the Lord. And he's great. God is great.
morning. Good morning, good morning. Praise God. Glad that we all can be here this morning. Happy Mother's Day to all of our moms. And for those who have been a mother to someone, um, we thank God for God putting mothers, whether they are physical or spiritual mothers in our lives. We are so grateful. All of us, I don't even have to ask who has been, all of us has been, I mean, have been blessed by a mom, and many of us have been blessed by more than one mom um, as we've journeyed, you know, and, and I know in my own life, um, the number of women that have stepped up to the plate um, and helped my own mother uh, raise me spiritually and showed me how to live for Christ. I've told many of you that it was my mother's witness in her life in Christ that made me want to be a Christian. And it was sitting by her in church on a Sunday morning just like this that after hearing a message as I was in middle school about to enter high school that I bowed and I prayed for Christ to forgive my sins and for him um, to receive me into his family. And it was at the side of a mother. A, a, a godly mother cannot have a price tag put on her. And a godly woman is right there as well. Whether you have birthed children or not, as you age and both experience, of course, in physical age, God is calling on you to help someone else along in that journey. And so this morning, I've asked, um, <clears throat> I asked, I didn't make it, I've asked my wife if she would come up and, and actually just have a time of prayer, just a prayer time for our mothers, for our moms this morning. You guys continue to work hard. There's a lot of unseen things that you do. Um, there's a lot of unappreciated things that you do, um, but know that Whatever you do in the Lord and for the Lord is never unnoticed. That he does notice it and he responds according to his will. Amen. If I want you to come on up, she's going to lead us in a time of prayer for our mothers. Good morning, solid word. I wasn't sure there would be very many people here as the weather was pounding on our, on our house this morning. Um, so I'm really grateful to see uh, so many people out and um, thank you for all of you that supported your mothers that um, I'm sure encouraged you to come to church with them. So thank you for following through with that. I thank my own kids for that. Um, and I will just, uh, I just wanna acknowledge the moms here and also the people who have been like a mom to, to some. Um, I just want to do a quick prayer for you and just bless the Lord for you. This has been um, quite a unique and special year um, to be a mom, whether you were home with kids. You know, I've said many times I can't imagine if my kids were small and in school because fighting my high school senior has been uh, enough for me. Um, but having also to uh, be thinking about your kids and what they're going through, you know, some of us with um, adult children that may be living by themselves or any of those kinds of things. So it has been a challenging year to be a mom. So I just want to pray for us. And um, if you would like to stand um, for the prayer or uh, moms want to stand, you know, whatever. Also, for any that are listening from home, um, you know, please hug your moms even at home and um, say something special to them today. All right. Lord Jesus, I just thank you and praise you for, for moms, for motherhood. Um, it is a special sisterhood, um, and I just pray for each one that you have blessed to be that. Um, it is not something to take lightly, and we know that only you can make that happen, and we thank you for that. We thank you for um, the moms uh, who are like a mom or want to be a mom and have not had that opportunity. 
we also thank you for them as they have taken on mothering to someone else. And for each of those people that are have been home with their moms this year, or with their children this year, it has been a challenging year to be a mom. So we just thank you for the strength that you have given to our moms. We thank you for the uh, the energy, the the courage, um, you know, whatever it has taken to get through this year. We thank you for your strength to walk that journey. We thank you for loving them on days when um, it was tough to be a mom. We thank you for loving them through the the tough uh, love days when they have had to give some tough love to their kids in order to encourage them. Um, We praise you for that because, again, it is a special, special piece of the journey. And now, Lord, I ask that you would be with them as they start this next year, this new year of uh, life as a mother, um, the, the next journey around the calendar, and whatever is happening with them. You know, we've had um, moms in this church who have had um, new uh, kids with new babies. Um, we've had moms with new babies. Um, we just ask for special prayer for them as well because uh, babies and that life, it goes so fast. So help them to appreciate every single day, even those tough days. And as they go through the slow years and, um, and, and those days seem hard when you're trying to balance whatever work is happening or cooking is happening with those, again, help them to walk through that uh, journey with the school age. And as they go on to, um, to university or adult children, Lord, it's a brand new way of parenting when you get to those next stages as well. So walk with our moms and help them to journey with you. We love them. They love you. We appreciate you, Lord. We thank you and praise you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Um, before we jump into our word this morning, just a reminder, it has gone out in our youth newsletter um, a few things that as we move um, closer and closer to becoming more and more open and um, some of the changes that will be um, coming, that will be coming down or things that will be put back in place, um, I just pray that you continue to make yourself available uh, for how the Lord wants to use you. One of the things that we will be doing, we do have our spring cleanup that's going to be happening. Um, we always have organized um, under our Elder Glenn Murph that we will have this Saturday coming up will be our um, property cleanup day. Um, tools are welcome. If you have some to bring, gardening and cleaning up tools, we'll be meeting here March 15th at 930 um, and um, with however many we have, we will be um, cleaning up here in the property um, just along the outside of the wall. For those who will be outside on the wall, you will be vested. If you have any of your own neon vests, you can bring those as well because we want to make sure that we are seen. If we have any children, um, um, I do pray that if they're younger, that, that, that we work on something on, on, on this side of the wall instead of um, over on the street that um, you can have them to get involved with. So just this Saturday, March 15th, um, at 9.30, we will be meeting here. And um, look forward to more information coming. We have been in conversation um, with um, Angie, our Director of Children's Ministries, about what it looks like down the road for us to come back to kids' ministry and that we are prayerfully seeing what the Lord has and does for us as we go down that road. Pray for us um, in all the different plans as we look to how we reopen and also with the volunteers that those things take because we don't just magically open and people magically drop out the sky. It will be, <coughs> um, it will be you guys and others um, that are comfortable with being able to come out and then be able to help us to get back in. And so um, just want to keep that one in mind um, as, we, as we go forward. Um, I'm going to ask you to stand one more time.
I'm going to read our scripture for us today. And I know many of you are thinking, he's going to read 10 through 31. No, because that's not the scripture for today. I did say Proverbs 31, and most of you guys thought that I said that I meant 10 through 31. Um, and for today, as you know, we are going through the Proverbs now, um, the way of wisdom. And But we are going to be looking at Proverbs um, 31, 1 through 9 this morning. And um, the words of a king, um, I'm saying the words of a king as it was taught to him by his mother. And um, we will be um, looking at that this morning, but I want us to stand, read, um, and then we will pray and jump into God's word. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Um, you can follow along, and it may be up, up on your screen behind me as well. The words of King um, Lemuel and Oracle that his mother taught him. What are you doing, my son? What are you doing, son of my womb? What are you doing, son of my bowels? Do not give your strength to women, your ways to those who destroy kings. It is not for kings, O um, Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to the one who is perishing and wine to those in bitter distress. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. Father, we thank you for your word and the instruction that it gives for the revelation of who you are and your character, Father, and your expectations for us. We pray that as we get into this and refer to the other parts of Proverbs 31, that you would open our eyes and our understanding, Lord, that we would see what you are desiring. And by that, O oh God, we would allow you to transform us, Father, by the power of your spirit. I pray that... Um, <clears throat> You would strengthen our moms today, Lord, that they would continue to trust you, Lord. And if there are any here or that are watching that do not know you personally, Lord, that they would today put their trust in you. And Father, by doing so, they would realize the amazing life that you have set forth for us. And Lord, I thank you for those that are here in attendance and for those that are watching us by live stream once again. May your word strengthen and bless and encourage. We ask this in Christ's name, amen. And now I am going to refer to the rest of that, but I leave that for you to read and to, um, and to make your own um, notes and thoughts. You know, and Proverbs 31 traditionally verses 10 through the end um, has been kind of set sometimes I think unfairly as a standard for women to kind of live up to. And I'm thinking, um, uh, boy, you know, uh, it was actually asked um, when, when in verse 10 it says, an excellent wife who can find, someone actually said no one because I don't know that she exists, not this particular person. But I understand what they were saying with that, that this is not um, a standard to be measured by a woman that lived this, but it is I, but it is an ideal, and it is qualities that you would find in many godly women. It's interesting that in the Hebrew canon, in the as, as it was arranged, the book that comes right after Proverbs is Ruth, which is interesting because Ruth, although Proverbs talk of, uh, Proverbs thirty one talks about the noble woman, Ruth is actually mentioned as a noble woman. You see some of this lived out in the life of Ruth. And if you were reading it from the, the way the Hebrew canon was arranged, you would see an example of what you just finished reading in the story of Ruth. The other part, too, is that <clears throat> this was meant, I mean, this was actually written, even what we're going to um, look at this morning was written from the perspective of someone other than that woman. As a matter of fact, it was written from a male perspective. 
And when you get into 10, verses 10 through 31, it is to a male audience, number one, that is written, but it is also now sharing from a male's perspective this kind of woman that they're amazed at. And so this is also a message to men as to who they should be encouraging and the kind of woman they should be looking towards. And it's not to sit there with this club and a measuring stick to say to the woman, get yourself in line. That's not what they were doing. They were talking about this ideal and something that in a journey that you aspire towards. And so this morning, I want to encourage our mothers in a way here that seems a bit odd, but it's not. That this king is now giving these words, but these words are what his mother taught him. And it just rang so true with me. There are many words that I remember today that my mother taught me as a godly woman that come back to me. See, I don't know how soon his mother told him this. I do know he was king when she said it because she refers to him as king. We don't even know who this king particularly is, but, but the issue is here was a strong, godly mom speaking to her son in an intimate way, and it reveals her heart and her desire. And I think it is, in, in part, there is some of this that I want our moms to be able to catch. And I like that she was talking to her grown son about his life because sometimes for moms it's harder as our kids age for you to have those conversations with your children. But it's also for children to understand what the heart of a godly mother will actually do. This is not a full disclosure. This is just in one area. But this morning I want us to look at the heart of a godly mother. The heart of a godly mother. And so the first part I have here is that the godly mother is intimately concerned with her children. When she starts off, really just that word, I mean, that, that word, what? You know, what, my son? And, 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 and the thought thus written out, what are you doing? You've ever had a mom say that to you, whether you're a son or a daughter? What? What are you doing? You put the inflection in there. What, what, what's going on? What's happening? And sometimes the response is, oh, mom, especially if you get older, oh, mom, leave me alone. I'm good. Oh, mom, come on. But the heart of a godly mother is watching the life and is responding in a godly fashion. And so the intimacy is that she had such a relationship and that she had um, she had such an influence in his life, in the king's life, that what could she do? She could speak and challenge the king like no one else probably could. Because this kind of phrase, what are you doing to the king? may get you in a position you might not like. What are you doing? I'm getting ready to call someone to remove you. That's what I'm doing. What are you doing? I'm getting ready to get someone to behead you. What are you doing questioning me? But we see this intimacy, and here's where you see it. She says, what are you doing, my son? Number one, I know you're king. I know you're leader. I know you're influencer. We can fill that in today, son or daughter. I know you are in putting whatever profession that you now have. I know you are, you, however you've succeeded or however you've gained your independence. But as they always have said, you will always be her son or daughter. Always. I remember the time my mother would say to me, don't think you're big enough that I can't do something to you. Don't think you're grown enough, Kirk. And I remember those different words of wisdom 
and how they helped me in great ways. What are you doing? I've shared this with many of you. I will share it publicly. I don't know if I ever did, is when I was leaving New York to move here to Indianapolis, stayed at a friend's house for two weeks, and two weeks later I was going to be getting married to Lavette. And I remember having a conversation. One of the last things my mother said to me before I left, she looked right in my face. I was like, okay, she's going to kill this guy. She looked right in my face, and she knew the level of great respect that I had for her and for her godly life. As I said, it's what led me to Christ. She looked in my face, and she said, boy. Whenever I hear that boy, I was like, oh, Lord. That was, that was her line that's like, listen up, because I'm going to talk to you directly. Um, as your mom, she would say, she said, boy, don't you go out there expecting that girl to meet me. I was like, mom? I was like, I'm not going to. She says, I know you. Be quiet. She says, don't you go out there expecting her to be me. Let her be her own woman. And I remember that. Why? Because it helped me along the way because brothers will understand this when you're coming from the home of a mom that has invested and has done well. There are some expectations that you put on that bride and bride-to-be or wife that you have enjoyed from mom. Yeah, I don't have to say anything. I know I'm right. That's okay. I've heard it way too many times. My mom was, my mother did, my mom always, and we throw and expect that on the woman that is now becoming our wife. And I understood that clearly. And I'm telling you, just like with this king, it came back up many a times that I wanted to compare Levette to my mother. And she was like, don't you dare do that. That is not fair. You know, because what she was saying is that you got the benefit of a woman that had already three other kids before me, number one, and had a journey um, up until me that she learned from. And so when you came, not only did you get the benefit of all the years that I've been alive and all the years that I've been alive in Christ, but you also got the benefit of three other kids that I've learned how to parent before I got to you. And so that just kind of helped me to understand. So when I see here, when she's asking him, my son, and then she gets even more interesting. She says, my own son, I didn't get you from someone else. I delivered you. If your mom ever reminds you, Boy, I gave birth to you. You done done something really bad both times. The son of my womb. And the son of my vows. I love that because the picture that she creates is you are here because of intimacy. My vows, my marital vows brought you about. Out of a relationship, you came. And so when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you as one that is mine that I've been charged to raise, one that came from me, and one that came out of a relationship in which I vowed. And so you get this deep intimacy. In other words, she's saying, I have every right to speak to you. I love this. The heart of a godly mother is intimately concerned with her children and will always be. The number of times my mom had told me that when I was going astray and 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 those early college years where I was walking in that disobedience and I, and I understood that we had conversation later. All she said is, I just kept praying for you. And I love that because there's an intimate concern that regardless of what is happening, you are leaning in to the Lord as you lean in to your children. Here's the other thing that I learned from that. The godly mother gives instruction that is remembered. 
the king is talking about instruction previously given. Again, I don't know how long ago that instruction was given. But it was something that he is now reflecting upon. He is writing about about what was told him. It was remembered. It was said in such a way and with such a heart that he remembers it. I just did that with you guys. I just shared something that I remember going on now 26 years ago that my mother shared with me, and I still remember it because it was sound and wise and godly advice, and that was not the only thing that she shared with me. There are many times as I was coming up in ministry, and, and, and she would say things like, Curtis, that's not what a pastor should be doing. As I was just starting out as a youth pastor, and she would pull me aside, and she would warn me. She was like, don't talk to that girl. I, I, I don't know what that attitude is to be one of mine. I hear what the king is saying because she knew how to say things in a way that I remembered them well after when she shared it. Mothers, are you just speaking out of just being annoyed or are you giving godly instruction from a heart of intimacy and wisdom? Because remember, you don't just want to correct a behavior at the moment. You want them to remember the instructions that you are giving. How are you giving it? Are you giving it in the way that it will be remembered? Will they be able to come back and say, I got to tell you what my mom used to say. And boy, did it straighten me out and did it help me. You're not seen as someone who's nagging, even if at times that instruction may come across that way. I know it did for me, but I realized deep down, even though I wanted to act like it was nagging, I knew she was right, especially as I matured and as I aged and as I grew up. I knew that that wisdom was godly and I knew the heart that it was coming from, even if I didn't want to hear it at the moment. Third thing is the godly mother warns her children of the pitfalls ahead. Verse 3, do not give your strength to women, your ways to those who destroy kings. I'm not going to delve real deep into this because of our general audience, but understand this. He's not saying women are not worth giving your strength to. That's not what his mom was saying that he's repeating. He's not saying that. You know, so um, uh, brothers, when your wife asks you to do something that requires physical exertion, don't come up and say, hey, Proverbs 31, don't give your strength to women. <laughs> you might not like the response you get. What he was saying is the women here, and you get it from the second part, are the kind, are are those that he should not have been in relationship either. Uh, it, it, it takes my mind to Solomon and how he allowed these wives as king that he amassed lead him, in, um, lead him astray. It's saying here that these are the foreign, that these are the women outside of a relationship that is godly. These are people that you should not be involved in and we get the descriptor later, they are king destroyers. They are not there for your good and will not benefit you. See, the king had, had, had tremendous power. And like David, he can, he can request someone that he has no business requesting. And David didn't see all that would come down the line in his kingdom from his ungodly request abusing his power at that time. And she saw it. She knew what would happen down the line. I'm telling you right now, in your lives, you know, those whose moms are still alive and are godly and are speaking to you, they can see where it's going many times in your life. And if you have a godly mom, listen up. Oh, it doesn't mean everything they do that you need to follow lock and step. But the deal is listen to the heart that is coming from and the insight that it's coming with. 
of a life lived out in godliness over the years. He said, listen, don't give your strength to those women. Those are the kind that take kings down. I know you're a king, but don't think that you're God. I know you're a leader. I know you've you've gotten to a level of success in your life for us, even if we're not kings. But don't think you can't fall, that 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 you can't be taken down. We know over the years the number of leaders, both kings and influencers, that have been destroyed or have been taken down because of their poor choices in their relationships where they had no business being in them. But she warns her children of the pitfalls, and the pitfalls is, look, Don't give yourself over to what you can enjoy as a privilege. Both in women, and he says, and in drink because it was widely available of getting drunk. Why? She says, those are the pitfalls. You have a responsibility. You've been given a charge. You've been given an area of influence. How you use it is critical. And the godly mother will see that and be like, are you using what you've been given in a right and in a just way? Oh, God uses other people, I know. And he uses his word, but he uses godly moms too. And so he says, it is not for kings, oh, Lemuel, It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink. And here they're talking about being drunk with wine. And thus, your senses are dulled. Your ability to make decisions are now compromised. It says, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. Look at what she is saying here with the pitfalls. The pitfalls is that you can end up uh, being ungodly in how you lead. You can end up doing something outside of the realm of what God has expected you to do with what you've been given. And so they say, watch it. The godly mom has eyes on it. They'll see it. They said, I see it. And I can see be <laughs> I can see beyond it. I'll never forget one of the wake up calls and one of those things that leads you back. I know my early college days, I was, um, uh, as I said, walking, at least in part, in disobedience. And my roommate at the time was a guy from Brooklyn as well. I went to University of Maryland. And um, he came back and he met my family for the the first time. And this dude spent about 15 minutes with my mother. And he turns to me in front of her. I wanted to knock him out. (laughs) He looks at me and he says, man, your mom is amazing. He said, what happened to you? And I was like, really, dude, you're going to do this in front of my mom? <laughs> I pulled him aside. I was like, Derek, be quiet. Man. But he was like, after looking at your mom, he's like, how are you the person that you are right now? And it was one of those reminders, you know you ain't living as you should. Heart of a godly mother reminds her children of the pitfalls. They said that strong drink. When it says leave it for those who for their misery, he said, she was saying, listen. People will, because of the misery in their life, try and mask it and hide from it by by, by abusing alcohol or whatever else is there. They said, you are not that kind of person. You are king. You are leader. You've been given opportunities. That's not you. That's why she kept saying, it is not for kings. It is not for kings. He says, it is, that's not you. It is not you to abuse your power with women and to abuse your power with drink and to forget that you've been charged with oversight of 
many people, not just the influential, but the poor and marginalized who are most likely affected when you forget a decree that has been made to protect those who need protecting. She is concerned about everyone in the kingdom just like you are, but she knows that you are the one that's in the pivotal seat. And she can say this because she is caring enough herself. I would assume she would do this herself. This is part of who she is. And her care and her and her desire to help others has probably been shown over time. He has seen that. And thus she can say it and it not be something that he's surprised. Oh, now you want to be this caring individual? Which leads into the, that's the last one where it says the godly woman or the godly mother reminds her children of who they are and what their responsibilities are. Verse 8 says, open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. She takes him now. In the beginning, she is she is dealing with the fact of he is doing something or there's something that has gotten her attention about who he is. And at the end, after she's questioning, she now comes and says, here's what you do instead. Open your mouth. In other words, it is stop living for yourself and begin to live for others in the way that God has gifted you, in the way that God has given you influence and in your leadership. Everyone, no, not everyone is going to be king. Very few of us will be with this level of influence. But everyone has influence of some sort. How are you using it? And she says to him, Open your mouth for the mute. In other words, now be the champion and stand up for those that can't stand up. Open your mouth for those who can't speak for yourself, I mean, for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. I love this for the rights, because many times, especially during this time in the king, those people didn't weren't seen as having any rights. They weren't seen as people who would be worth fighting for their rights. He says the destitute, yeah. He said, look, stand up as king. Be that person who stands up instead of abusing your power, instead of abusing your privilege, instead of abusing what you have amassed, use it. And that's what he calls all of us today, and I love the fact that he is taking it through an intimate, godly mother to him because he probably wouldn't have heard it from anyone else. Every, everyone else would have gotten to how dare you talk to me like that. From a mother? Hmm. You've seen it. And some of you too, it doesn't matter how much influence you've attained or you've acquired how many things that you've bought, regardless of how big your house is and how many people you live, your mom can still talk to you like no one else can and will continue to until she's no longer with you. And even after that, her influence will go on beyond. And this is a charge to mothers. The best thing that you can do for your children is to be godly. And to live it out in front of them and instruct them and to show them regardless of their age, what is the ways of the Lord? Not your desired ways. What are the ways of the Lord as you look with what you know about the Lord and what you continue to study and what you continue to learn? And as you are being transformed, you not only demonstrate it to them, but you instruct it for them. Says, open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth. I love this. Judge righteously. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. 
include these people. This is who you are. You are not just a leader of the affluent. You are not just a leader of the well-resourced. You are not just the leader of the well-liked. There are a segment of people that you've been charged with leading, and I want to make sure that your judgment is right, that your, that, that your mind is clear, and that you are seeing everything you need to see, that you're seeing everyone that you should be seeing. This is a mom, boy, who has a heart for the needy and for the marginalized. Oh, you know he grew up in an environment where that caring was there, but there are some times where we get to the point <laughs> where I know my mom has said that and asked that question to me. It was more rhetorical. It was like a statement. She said, boy, have you lost your mind? She wasn't waiting for an answer. In essence, she was like, you've lost your mind. With that stunt, with that action with those words you're not even thinking straight but I love that regardless how big you are <laughs> she goes I don't care what you do I'm still your mom mothers continue to fight in godly ways for your children whether young or old because the rewards are great and lasting. You may be reminding them later in a moment of weakness what they need to know and hear. And God uses that to remind them of how they should be living for him. Mothers play such an important role in our society. We cannot forget it. And just in case you're wondering how, and we're not getting to that this time on Mother's Day is, is after that we get this poem. They are two separate things. They were not written together, but we get this poem on the wise or the noble woman. And in essence, we get a picture of that woman wisdom. We get it personified as you read the rest of the chapter. And you see how this Woman of, I mean, this woman of wisdom plays um, out her life, how she lives it in wisdom. And I would encourage all of us to read that rip again. To encourage moms and for moms to be encouraged as the ideal set before them that the Lord would love as they journey down the road to see in the years. The heart of a godly woman. The heart of a godly mother is intimately concerned with her children. Gives instructions that are remembered. Reminds, I mean, <coughs> warns, excuse me, warns her children of the pitfalls ahead. And reminds her children of who they are to be. The heart of a godly mom. Let's pray. Father, thank you this morning so much, Lord, for your goodness. And your mercy for giving us mothers in our lives, O oh Lord. Father, I know everyone's mother may not have been godly, may not have been godly in the beginning, or may not have been godly at all. And yet, Lord, you have placed other women in our lives that where our physical moms may not have demonstrated it, spiritual moms have stepped in. Thank you for godly women. Thank you for godly mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers. Thank you, Lord, for surrounding us with people that care about us intimately and want to lead us towards you and a life in you. I pray that, Lord, that you would encourage our mothers today, whether they're physical moms or spiritual moms, let them Sense your presence, be encouraged by your word, and continue on faithfully in you. I pray that they would see their reward as one, obedience to you and your word, but two, in the long-term effects of living a godly life and instructing in godliness. I pray, Father, that they would not grow weary when they are unappreciated. 
but that they would remain strong knowing that it is first to you that they are doing this for you. Lord, I pray that those things that mothers have shared with all of us, Lord, that would help us as we grow in our faith and as we live our lives, that they will be brought back to our remembrance as they relate to the word so that we would be reminded of how we should live. Father, I pray today that you would strengthen those that you've given the privilege of being moms. Help them to see their role um, in the critical way that it is. And they not forget it. Let today be a celebration, but let every day, oh God, be one in which moms, Father, are, are sensing, God, what you have called them and who you have called them to be. Let this day be a blessing and a reminder, although the weather Father, is not great. I just pray that they would all have a great day. Father, for those of us whose moms are gone on, I pray that you would help this, oh God, not to be so difficult of a day. Lord, that you would help us all to remember the things that were taught, the times that were had, the memories that were shared, and thank you for them. For those, Lord, who have had it tough, with a mom, I pray that they would let your grace and your mercy engulf them to see how you've changed their life in spite of what their mom may not have been. Father, that they would look at you and realize that you have brought them a long way. And so we thank you in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. This morning, um, I do hope that you guys are encouraged. I, I I um I love um the Proverbs and in that particular one I know that we usually go to the latter her, uh, latter half of the chapter but um as I was looking through that just stood out to me because I just saw so much of my own life no I wasn't a king but um but in the eyes of my mother I was a king and that and that she would always want to instruct and to lead Um, I have a funny story to close this out. I, um, I was one who, well, I should tell you now, I'm pretty particular about, about not leaving clothes around. I'm, I'm, I'm very particular. My kids are mindful of me. I'm very particular, but I wasn't always like that. I was the guy who would come in and would throw things wherever, and I would just let the clothes pile up in my room. Remember that? I would let them pile up until I got tired of it, and then I would hang them up. And my mother would come in, and her favorite phrase drove me nuts. Her favorite phrase was, Curtis, it just takes 30 seconds for you to hang that up, and then you put it on. And then she'd say it again, and I was like, and she would say it repeatedly. And finally I said, he's not going to quit until I start doing this. So it's either continue to hear it, or do something about it. Well, what that did is that I chill, and it took uh, 30 seconds, maybe a minute, when I took it off to hang it up. And now that is all I do. I just go, wow, like what kind of guy like have I turned into when I come home from a trip? Seriously, I want to empty my suitcase right then and put everything away right then. It's weird. I was not like that. Didn't grow up as a teenager like that. And it was just that, it was that, so, and I laugh at it now, and I just go, wow, that is so funny how, and it wasn't that, it was, it was a loving reminder, Curtis, it's going to take you 30 seconds to hang that up. I was like, oh my God. But you know, that's the kind of thing that I thought about as I read that first nine verses, is that this loving response. Mothers, keep loving your kids in ways that they like and in ways that they don't. As long as it's godly, as long as it's according to the scriptures, as long as it's leading them into a life that is pleasing to the Lord and helps them to be responsible adults. Amen. This morning, if you are here and, and, and this life in Christ is or if you're listening, this life in Christ is foreign to you, that it doesn't have to be foreign. 
It doesn't. This is not some sort of this is only for super people message. This is for everybody. Why? Because what Christ did on that cross has made this available for everybody. When he came, he died, was buried, and was resurrected. He made it possible that all who desire to be in relationship with God can. And because of that, today, if you've never realized that one, that you're a sinner, that number two, I mean, and well, one, that you were born a sinner like all of us, that two, the only remedy for our sin was the finished work of Christ when he came and he died. And number three, you can have that relationship for yourself if you would realize that Christ is the remedy for your sins and you repent and ask him for that forgiveness, you too can start a relationship with Christ. And I would urge you, if you're here this morning, talk to me or one of our leaders that are here. We would love to be able to have a conversation with you about that. If you are watching um, and and you would you know, call the number that you'll see um, at the end um, of our time, of our live stream, and we would love to have a conversation with how you can start a relationship with Christ. Best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and, and it will lead you into greater things. Amen? This morning, folks, other than moms, I hope you have already been making mom feel special as she is. I hope this is not the only day, but if this has been, start today and continue. That you help her to realize that that hard job of motherhood, that that hard job is, is, is indeed one that goes unappreciated many times. And I'll tell you, they're not even necessarily looking for all the accolades. They just want to continue loving you and you to continue to grow. Even after you become all grown up, they do. Um, and it is a blessing to have a mom that wants you to live in Christ. So today, as you celebrate, however you do in this soggy mess that we have, um, that you, you know, please just, just allow her to enjoy this time of you making her feel special. Amen? All right. Um, we are going to be dismissed in a moment. I'm going to change it up. Because of how it's been raining and pouring, we're going to dismiss everyone through those back doors. And we can do it in sections. It's fine. We have been dismissing out or not going to dismiss anyone out those doors. We're going to let everyone go right through the back. And um, and you guys have a blessed week. Um, continue to pray for us, this ministry, your leadership here, that we continue to do what the Lord desires of us. Um, we praise God for the milestone. We praise God for, as we said on Easter Sunday, we had announced the paying off of the mortgage. That's not so that we can sit around and say, oh, look, we paid off a mortgage. But it is that we can continue now to do more of what the Lord desires for us to do. And so just continue to pray for us, guys, and then pray for yourselves as to how the Lord wants you involved. Because it's going to take you as well. Amen? Okay, I'll leave it at amen. I didn't get a whole lot, but that's okay. I'll still keep saying it from up here. Um, for our moms that did not, if there are moms in here that you did not get a, a, a rose this morning, please make sure you get it before you leave. Um, if there is a mom here that did not, that is just our way of saying you are special. Thank you for being who you are and continue to be who God wants you to be. And for that, I'm going to turn it over to my brother here, and he will lead you on. Good morning, good morning. Well, y'all blessed this morning. All right, all right. Uh, one question I got was, are there any visitors this morning? Amen, amen. All right, well, we welcome you once. We welcome you twice. Do they still do that? Okay. <laughs> Again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, everybody have a blessed week, and uh, you've been dismissed.